Listener Production. The rat dog and the crumb needed a break, so one of their good mates is keeping their seat warm. So soft, so warm. Oh my god. Ew, that's so disgusting. Ew. This week, it's Veronica Milsom and friends. All day breakfast. Yeah, Matt and Alex are away and they've been kind enough to let me take over, which is an absolute joy and a pleasure. My name is Veronica Milsom and you might know me from like Triple J maybe or you might have listened to my podcast Zero Waste Baby or if you're my mum and you're listening, maybe you know me because we grew up together and I came out your vagina. All this week, uh, you'll be joined by a bunch of familiar voices, people you'll already know from radio or TV. And today you're hearing from two guys who you might have seen on 10 seasons of Gogglebox. They're now hosting a very great podcast called The Adam and Simon Show, which you can find on the listener app. It's called It Is Adam Denson and Simon Love It. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Veronica. How are you? (laughs) I said Denson. It's Denison, isn't it? No, it's neither of the two. It's Denston. (laughs) And believe it or not, I am the only Adam Denston in the world. Oh, and Simon, are you the only Simon Lovett? No, I. there's one other Simon Lovett <laughs> um, and we're sworn enemies, so it's... Um, yeah, we try not to talk about him. Yeah, I know. We're, it's, not, it's not good. We're not on good terms. Um, Adam, can you stuff up my name so that we're equal? Veronica Milstrom. Yep. <laughs> That's actually pretty regularly what comes up. Otherwise, lots of people call me Victoria. Ah, ah Victoria yeah. Milstrom and close, close friends. <laughs> and Adam <Yes>. Dennison. <laughs> Very close friends. Just like Jamila yesterday, I mean, we have only met. Uh, so I don't have many friend options. I just move from people that I've met in the last couple of hours. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you guys have a history of judging TV shows on Gogglebox, and given that people are just smashing through them at the moment, do you have any hot recos? Um, sadly, my recommendations at the moment, I'm, I'm in a very deep YouTube hole. Um, I, I'm just watching people construct their offices, like home offices. Oh. That's all I'm doing. I'm all about, like, under-desk storage and, like, side-corner storage. It's very, very strange because... Well, I live in a one-bedroom apartment, so I don't have a home office. And I work as a physio most of the time, so I don't even need a home office. But for whatever reason, I'm like, mate, you better bolt that power board to that desk. (laughs) Cut down on your wires, people. What he's saying, though, is he's actually one step away from watching kids opening presents on YouTube. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are they popular, though, these office ones that you're watching? Yeah, the one I watched yesterday had like three million views. (laughs) Wow, and you contributed to that. I'm so sorry. I'm one of many. Yep. Wow. And Adam, you? Uh, My heavy one, now that we're in heavy lockdown again, is alone on binge. They send 10 people out into, like, the absolute wild, can't contact each other, film it all, and it's last person standing. It's real. They got nothing. Feed themselves, water themselves, everything. It's wild. People lose it. But are they nude? I feel like people have already stepped it up. Wasn't there a nude show that did that? Well, this is even more so because you have to do all the filming yourself. So you get clothes and you get like an axe and stuff, but then you have to build your own shed. Uh, It's worth watching and it makes you feel slightly less alone. Just really reinforces lockdown, I would have thought. Just give you some (laughs) tips and tricks. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Veronica and Friends, all day breakfast. Yeah, and Adam and Simon are my friends joining me. And you guys don't know me very well, um, but do you get the impression that I'm like a a sneaky creep? I didn't get that initially, um, but anyone who says, do you think I'm a sneaky creep, usually (laughs) triggers some suspicion. 
Yeah, it was a trap. It was a trap <laughs> question and I think you really answered it pretty well. <laughs> I have been lurking around the internet finding out as much I can about you two and um, uh, boy howdy, uh, was I excited <laughs> by what I found. Boy howdy is exactly how I would like to be described yeah. if someone was describing my internet presence. Boy howdy. <laughs> as long as there's nothing on internet history, we're good, I think. Okay, I'll, I'll run through some of them, um, the things that I found while sleuthing about you guys and you can tell me if they're accurate or not. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Adam, you share the same birthday as Harry Potter. Correct, and Ernie Dingo. Oh, my God, I haven't thought about Ernie Dingo in some <laughs> decades. <laughs> and Dean Cain as well. Dean Cain, former Superman. He's also 31st of July. Holy hell, and my sister is as well. There you go. You're going to have to add um, <laughs> Veronica's sister to your yearly post, Adam. I will. Okay, you both got talent scouted to be in the cast of Gogglebox when you are at a pub in Flemington. That is correct. That is correct. The Turf Club Hotel, it's now a set of student apartments, unfortunately. Wow, th- yeah, That's really great. The only other person I know who's been, like, cast off the street um, was a guy that they tried to approach about being on Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think you guys it, did really well. It was lucky that that guy only got casted recently, whereas we got cast maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, so creepy. if it had been now, then maybe we would have been cast for that. Do too. you know who else got cast from the pub? Scott Cam of The Block. Oh, and, and Dr Chris Brown, another one. They were like, you're far too good looking not to be on TV. How would you like a job? Wow, yeah, they were like, that jaw <laughs> needs yeah. to put that on the TV. Somebody and they are it. both earning bank now. Oh, Seriously, man. right? Seriously. So like, you guys have got that all ahead of you. Just they, like us. That's why we're filling in on a podcast. <laughs> 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 what do you reckon was the best bit about being on the show for you guys? I think, as soppy as this sounds, actually just hanging out with your friend and calling it work is genuinely great. Because you can palm off all sorts of like family functions to go and film an episode and then say that it's, but it's really just hanging out with your friend. Huh. So that's like great. And everyone's like, oh, okay, I guess you're going to work. And you're like, yep, got to go to work. Sorry, guys, can't go to the christening. My bad. Oh, well. <laughs> so you did get paid to be on it, did you? I mean, holiday money. Holiday we're not, money. We're not running that Chris Brown and Scotty Cam cash yet. <laughs> no. Okay. At, okay. at the meetings of people who were discovered at the pub, they still pay. We still don't okay. have to pay. Yeah, which yeah, is nice. okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, you guys are actually qualified as physios, um, so if anyone wants to chat TV while getting a rub down, that's possible. Perfect. Yeah, expensive rates, but I'll tell you what, because <laughs> it's two jobs in one. But we uh, we open the business, just get in contact with us. Did your clients think it was weird? They always kind of come in and look at you really funny. Like, what? have I met you before? And you're like, oh, well, have you been here before? No, that might. And then the next time they come in, they're all very proud that they've just figured out that they know you from the TV. Yeah, and I love that you don't give them a helping hand. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> helping hand is generally I work at, I used to work at the Bunnings or I used to work at Coles and they're like, oh, that's not it, that's not it. <laughs> well, I can't give a helping hand because my true one true fear is that like they go, oh, do I know you from that? And you're like, oh, you might have seen me on TV. And they go, yeah. no, nah, that's not it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Oh, no, that's heartbreaking. Uh, Yeah, that I I must admit, that also occurs to me, which is terrifying. Now, this one I'm a bit worried about because I don't follow footy much anymore except the Mighty Ds because I know that they're doing so well at the moment. (laughs) Um, I tap in and out of what they're doing and obviously I haven't tapped in for some time now. Um, You've got a Fox footy show interviewing old players about big moments? Uh, We had one. It lasted one episode. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, no. And then it got cancelled because of COVID. Way to bring up the oh. raw wound, Veronica. Oh, no. One episode. See what's happened here. <laughs> I thought we were friends, mate. Yeah. thought we were friends, so, Victoria. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so um, does Tiffany Cherry still do that show? Oh. <laughs> wow. No? No. It's a good name, isn't it? She used to work at Fox Footy and she once came around to my house because I used to live with a whole heap of footballers. We used to have, like, footballers board at our house. Right. And Tiffany Cherry would come over. Yeah. So we had, like, Austin Wanamiri. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. I do know him. Yeah. I not know him. A bunch of Melbourne Demons (laughs) players used to live at our house. Is that why you barrack for the Demons? Yeah. Well, my dad is a big fan. And so we used to get paid, like, some sort of small fee to have, like, Clint Bartram and Heath <laughs> Neville and Austin Wanamiri stay at our house and then they would just eat us out of house and home and we'd be like, well, we're losing quite a lot of money, but this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it like living with a young AFL footballer? They're disgusting. Yeah. yeah they're really dirty <laughs> yep. and um, they pretty much eat, like, four pizzas every meal and, uh, like, always just smell like sweat. It yeah. surprises me that you dip in and out of football with how much it sounds like you love football. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do love it, but now I've moved to New South Wales and no one cares in New South Wales. I can't imagine the name Austin Wanamiri gets much of a run in New South Wales. Nah, it doesn't. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it should, because I've got some good stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you snuck into the Logies one year. Correct. Correct. That is true. Was that worth it? (laughs) (laughs) Not for Adam, it wasn't. Yes, I actually got food poisoning that night. So first we crashed into the Channel 7 party. Then we got a tap on the shoulder from Colin Fastnage, the former MKR judge, and he said, what are you guys doing here? This is the Channel 7 party. And we said, sorry, we didn't know. Then we tried to pay for a beer and they said, guys, they're free. And then I started to vomit (laughs) in my mouth because I got food poisoning from the burrito we ate while we watched the Logies on TV. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, you only went to the after parties, not actually the ceremony. Yeah. Correct, yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we watched the ceremony on TV and then, yeah, we thought, hang on a second, we just won one of these. We can walk in wherever we want. Who's going to stop us? And then we walked in terrified and no one stopped us. Turns out no one stops you. Just go. <laughs> just yeah. seriously wear a suit and you can get in. Yeah. Did you spew in the toilets or did you not make it? Uh, spew or in my mouth and then it went back down my throat and then it came. I tell you what, it comes back up pretty quickly and then I sent it. So I sent it back from whence it came and then it was like, oh no, mate, come on, let's let's be friends here. And then so I had to run off to the toilet. But we're in mid conversation with Mel McLaughlin, the uh, Channel Seven sports reporter. And uh, devastating. Yeah, Adam playing vomit yo yo with himself. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend. I- wouldn't recommend. Okay, this is the final final one. Um, you couldn't get an, enough of the Olympics, so much so that you are catching up with athletes after their arrival home. It is a part of your podcast, which is now on the Listener app. It's like a 10-part special focused on the aftermath of the Olympics, the Tokyo hangover. What have you found out so far? What have we found out so far? We found out that um, there wasn't, like, even though there was no crowds, there were still heaps of people in the stand. It was almost like the lockdowns at the moment where no one's supposed to be outside but everyone's outside. That's basically what everyone's saying. We're like, was no crowd? They're like, oh, there was like enough of a crowd for it to be. And they, I mean, I feel like with Olympic athletes too, they're not competing in the most popular sports. So like a weekend swimming event <laughs> any crowds is not going to be any crowd. crowds a crowd. Yeah. No? Okay. Like in the meter alone. We found out that Zach Stubblety Cook has already dinged up his gold medal That's that he true. won in the 200 breaststroke, and the thing that he dinged it up with was his bronze medal. So his bronze oh. medals clean out. We're like, oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Sucks to have a dented gold medal by your bronze medal. 
Yeah, that is a posh way to do it, isn't it? And so where's, where are people planning to put them? Do they have any ideas? That's always the classic question. Well, we were talking to them. We think they should put them out on display at least, but most of the athletes are saying no, they're just going to hide them away. Sock drawers was the spot mm. in general. Well, especially because, I, well, actually, that's never the case for, do you know, you know Dylan Alcott? Yes. He loves wearing his medals just around about. <laughs> really? Like when I worked with him at Triple J, he'd, he'd be like, hey, want to see the medals? I'd be like, yes. And he'd be like, wearing them right now under my jacket. <laughs> I'd be like, I love that. He just wears them as a pumper. That's all we were saying. Like if you're a random person and someone's got a gold medal, I definitely want you to be having it at all times. Yeah, so what a great talking point. Show it's a good gold. prop for when you're out. Yeah. Matt and Alex are having a lockdown holiday, which basically means they've turned off their emails for a week. I'll get back to you. In their absence, this is Veronica and Friends, all day breakfast. Now, even though Matt and Alex aren't here, we've taken the liberty of pillaging some of their best segments. And one of them is called Rant Dog, uh, where Alex gets a tip off from you about what's pissing you off. And then he tends to agree and yells a lot um, about it. Adam and Simon, one of the tip-offs that came through on Matt and Alex's Instagram that caught your attention was this one. So what's pissing me off is that when a friend says, come around and pick me up at whatever time, and you get there, and still five minutes takes another five minutes for him to get ready. So what I do now is I try and text him, I'll be there in, I'll be there in five, and it'll take ten minutes to get there, and they're still bloody late. How do I fix this? <laughs> what do I do? I can't win! This one really gets me. And you know, Simon, that this one really gets me. I am at my wit's end. If I tell you that I'm going to be there in five, I will be there in five. No more, no less, five minutes. It takes you 30 seconds to get where it'll be. It takes me five minutes. How can I be more accurate? Ancient Egyptians invented time and they would be turning in their sarcophaguses at you not being in time. Do you think they would have been happy if they told their mate they'd meet him when the sun passes the pyramid? <laughs> they'd go and cry to their mummies. I'm so angry that I wrote a poem. That's how angry I am. Oh, my gosh, yes. Give it to me straight. Your presence I await. Is this my fate? That you'll be late? I told you five, not eight. No need to translate. It's simple time and date. You're not travelling interstate or to Kuwait. Why must I be left in wait? You're making me irate. Meet me at the gate. Time isn't up for debate. Our friendship you desecrate. My frustration you dilate. I know I berate. But at this rate, I estimate my impatience will not abate. Hurry up, mate! Okay, my God, someone's been on Rhyme Zone. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm getting from this is that you don't like it when I turn up 15 minutes late <laughs> or that if you tell me you're there, I should be ready at the right time. Is that what you're saying? Just be ready. Just be ready. You know, for, for me, I think that, like, honesty is not the best policy in this situation. I'm a be-there-in-five girl even if it's 15 because I just I think it doesn't mean that and everyone knows. I think it's everyone It's a lie that know. everyone's aware of. <laughs> you say everyone knows but everyone, more everyone knows time. Like, what's the point of time <laughs> if we don't <laughs> use time? Like, why do we even have hours and minutes if it's like, oh, yeah, I'll meet you 
I'll be there in, in a bit. But it's just like a life, the part of a script that we say in the performance of life. It's like when <laughs> someone says, how are you going? You say, good, even though you're crying on the inside, you know? No, you have a five-minute five <laughs> grace period because most things are said. It's I appreciate that I wouldn't say I'll be there in 13 minutes and you have to be there in 13 minutes. I would say I'll be there in 10. I'm happy to wait those three minutes, but if it gets to 15, then you're late. You've got a great, you've got a five minute grace period. That's it, five minutes. Yeah. Oof. I don't know if that's scientific enough for me. <laughs> I think I think you just need to you just need to vibe it. Just vibe it out. You're like you know. Yeah, what? I I also reckon it's a gift to the other person. You know, yeah. they get to stand and just scroll Instagram for a while, take a deep breath. You know, you're forcing them to have some me time. Everyone's <laughs> looking for downtime. I can never get any time to myself. I'm so busy, mate. Have 15 minutes. I'll be late 15 minutes. You can do whatever you want in that time. I you know did I'll be actually, late. I know I'll be late. We won't talk about it. It'll be fine. I did actually try and work TikTok into my uh, poem because TikTok and clock and seconds had a nice ring to it. Turns yeah. out TikTok doesn't rhyme with late, rate, straight, await, berate, or any of the other rhymes keep that going, I had. Keep going. From the top. <laughs> keep, keep doing the rhyming ones. No, you're right. That is a true tragedy mm. um, and almost as tragic as this entire debate. <laughs> <laughs> Which also rubs. Yay! <laughs> Matt and Alex are on a break. Matt's sorting out his wig collection, and Alex is writing a long list of gripes ready for rant dogs. Sort it out! So, filling in this week are Veronica Milsom and friends. This is All Day Breakfast. Adam, you just got married. Uh, I know that because I looked at um, your Instagram and I, <laughs> I know that about you. How much do you reckon the average Australian wedding costs? Uh, well, I would know because I've watched The 100 and it's about $33,000. Oh, just say what you really think, though. Oh, what Tell I us really what you think. spent. Tell yeah. us what I spent. <laughs> Too much. It was uh, a nice wedding, though. I'll go $32,000. Oh, good guess. <laughs> but actually, do you know that I got when I got married it was $32-ish thousand dollars, which wow. makes me so ashamed that I'm an everyman. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I wish that I was fancier or something. But anyway, yeah, as you said, this is one of the hot stats that we've learned on a brand new show called The Hundred or The Hundy on Channel 9 and 9 Now Catch Up, where 100, like, everyday Aussies zoom into the studio from all around the country to tell us what the nation is really thinking. Its host is a very very talentless, unsuccessful hack called Andy Lee, and he joins you right now. Hello, Andy. Hello, Veronica. You and I have been pals forever, so I won't just hang up immediately. So you know <laughs> I can be a real prick. Uh, <laughs> and if anyone else had introduced me like that, oh, it would have been a telephonic storm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you um, describe this show as being like a reverse Gogglebox, and Adam and Simon are Gogglebox alumni. So how yes. does that work? Well, essentially, Gogglebox is everyday people sitting there and uh, commenting on uh, TV shows and celebrities, generally picking them apart. And this is just a TV show that goes into everyday people's houses and comments on them. So that's pretty much why it's the, uh, the opposite. Is, have you done this because you've worked in TV and you were just sick of it? You're sick of being on the raw end. You're like, that's it. I'm going to stitch these goggle boxes up. I'll make my own show. I'm sick of being judged by you. Let me come out and start judging everybody else. Well, I would also like to know, Andy, and if this is the very first thing that I thought when I watched the show last week, you got got 100 people on Zoom at the same time. How bloody good is the internet connection in your studio? <laughs> Yeah, that's superior. But look, to be honest, the early tests of this show, it was a disaster. 
you can imagine a hundred people on Zoom. The the amount of people that left themselves on mute. <laughs> and so we were lucky that uh, Zoom, the company, have partnered with us, and we got that across the line around about two, three months ago. So that was when they built new technology for for us to be able to do the show, which we're very grateful for. So I take it they gave you Zoom Premium, though? You're not running like the free yeah. job? <laughs> Sorry, guys, got to redo this every 40 minutes, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get the alert every 40 and everyone has to log back in. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon one of the exciting things about the show, apart from the stats and the internet connection, obviously, is the 27-metre screen that the 100 Australians are on, which I feel like that just must be a little bit smaller than the TV in the golf simulator room at your house, Andrew, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good dig. Um, that has been awesome. And the fact that uh, we can make someone, I mean, we all log on to our Zoom and you tend to see little things in the background that uh, that distract you in any meeting. I've got to kind of remain professional, but I still get distracted, particularly when you make someone the whole 27-metre screen. You can really dive into their shelves in the background and see how many people own the Kama Sutra. <laughs> Has anyone left anything in particular that you've noticed? Like any, I don't know, bedroom activities or something? You kind of don't get drawn to it, but I think the other panellists do, like because they're sitting back and then watching it. And uh, the other day, Mike, just, just you know, who I do the show with, Goldstein, Mike Goldstein, a very funny American-Australian comedian, he just said, and uh, when do you think you might finish painting that room? And I hadn't realised that the whole thing was just plastered. <laughs> <laughs> and so little things like that pop up all the time. You've just zoomed into the block that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, covering all bases. Have you been tempted to watch any, because you're a big Carlton fan. I know Carlton's not doing too well at the moment, but have you been tempted to put a Carlton game on the 27-metre screen? Yeah, but it, the, the, the risk is too high for me smashing the screen midway through the game. So <laughs> for the good of the series, we've decided not to do that. But we did put uh, some of the Olympic stuff on the screen when we were testing the show, which was which is good fun. What's the stat you reckon um, that's come up in the show that has surprised you the most about Australians? <laughs> Um, well, this doesn't bode well for the newlywed, but um, 60% <laughs> of married couples admitted to looking up an ex online monthly. Monthly? Yeah. That's far too regular. Every single month just checking in on whether they'd made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's a bit of power. It's a bit of like, am I doing better this person? There's yep. not too many people that are trying to punch up. You're like, all right, am I still in a better spot than this person, than my ex? And if it's a yes, then you're like, I'm happy to go there for a bit of an ego pump up. It could be a bit of that, but I'll throw one at you as a guessing game, which hasn't come up in the show yet, but I found out. How many Australians do you think are over 100 years old? Oh. I'm going to say 50. Yeah. I'll go 27. Uh, You know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go 101. Over 6,000. What? What? (laughs) I really liked how you're like, I'm going to go out there. 120. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wild man. (laughs) Whoa, don't, don't. Andy, I'll give you a bit of a tip. Don't party with Simon. They can get out of hand a little bit. (laughs) 6,000? That's crazy because you do have that old dude that's on the panel. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, the thing is, 10 years ago, it was 250. That shows you how much we are ageing in the population and it's terrible for anyone that's relying on their inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Or anyone that's trying to buy a house. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, yeah, over 6,000 Aussies over 100. Um, The Queen must be getting writer's cramp. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's an incredible stat. 
God, how many of those have blood boys, do you reckon? You guys across blood boys? What's a blood boy? What's a blood boy? You, you know, it's um, it, it, like no. in Silicon Valley, the uh, big tech guys have blood boys um, where they get blood <laughs> transfusions from young men. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing, Veronica, is there's a gap in the market in Australia and I've found myself a new job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'd be a blood girl if I could, but they only talk about blood boys at the moment. <laughs> So all, all I'm right. saying is I'm starting a conspiracy about these 6,000. <laughs> Maybe well, the, ne- the follow-up question to how many uh, people in Australia are over 100 is how many blood boys do we have? And if it's less <laughs> than 6,000, then there's a gap yes. in the market. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. Although just learning about these blood boys, I'm just Googling now whether I can grab one now. Maybe I can lift 200. <laughs> yeah, it's a good scene. Well, the 100 with Andy Lee is on tonight um, after The Block on 9 and 9 now. Thank you so much, Andy, for talking to us. Great job, guys. With Matt and Alex away, Veronica and some friends are here to play. This is All Day Breakfast. And we're having a great time playing. Um, And I will share a little (laughs) bit about myself, um, if I may. So I've just moved to a new house and when we were looking at the place, we noticed the backyard was uneven, okay? But we were kind of like we weren't feeling fussy because it's a hot market, you know? And it was covered in weeds and... We couldn't tell what was going on at the time, but since we've moved into this house, we're like, oh, we need to deal with the weird, clumpy backyard. We don't have it. We don't want a BMX track in our backyard. Yeah, exactly. We'd quite like to be able to walk through it without tripping over. Um, <laughs> Luxury. Oh, here we go. Fancy. All right. <laughs> So we started to, like, dig up the backyard and it's really fun because the whole thing is filled with crap that the last owners have just put dirt on top of. <laughs> so it's a lucky dip every minute. There's, like, there's shoes under there, there's trinkets, there's bottles, there's no bodies. There have been a few bones but I think they're just, like, chickens or something. <laughs> chickens or fingers, and, that's your options. <laughs> yeah, and no treasure, unfortunately. Oh, but it's a really joyful experience if not, um, you know, completely disgusting. But I, I really do get the impression that I potentially could have been friends with this person that lived in the house because, like, the shoes are they're standard cons, they're the same as I have. Um, there's a trinket bracelet, sure, it's quite nice. Loves coronas, this person. <laughs> Good, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would have quite liked the person all except the fact that they're the sort of person who dumped shit in their backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they've gone empty corona bottles. They've gone, ah. Oh. The bin's full. Where are we going to put these? Yeah. Do we wait for next week or do we wait until the next day after the bin's empty? Go, nah, just put them under the backyard. <laughs> put them in the pile. It's fine. <sighs> Have you guys, like, ever found something in a house from a previous owner? Well, not a house, but I um I actually lent my car to one of my mates and then when I, like, picked my car back up and went to go pick up my mum to drive her to the shops because I'm a good guy, um, she was sitting in the back seat because I think my girlfriend's in the front seat and she's fishing around the the seatbelt had fallen um, into the middle part. So she's looking for the seatbelt clip and then she pulls out a condom that my friend had left in my car after letting him borrow my car. Um, and so it was used, yeah. Yeah, it was used, yep. It was oh, used and my mum found it. So that works out well. I mean, <laughs> at least I didn't have to touch it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the gross part about this whole thing is, but the whole thing hor- horrified me. Well, in a very similar vein, when I moved into college, in uh, one of my friends moved into his room and he was next door and you go through and you look and see what's there. And in the person who had been in his room the year before had left 
when he opened the top uh, into the shelf, it looked like a torch, and we were like, "Oh, no. oh they've <laughs> they've left oh, no. a torch here." And we're like, "Oh, that's weird. It's never that dark in here." And then we it turns out it's a very special adult torch. So, this, so, ah. so what you're finding out now is that Adam and Simon have heaps of horny mates. That's what this <laughs> that's what this segment has become. So they're quite expensive, though, aren't they? Like, I wonder if that person was. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I literally <laughs> have, I've never looked this up. But I wonder if that person was like, I know that I had one of those special torches, and um, I don't know where it's gone. That'd haunt you. That yeah. would, yeah, yeah. That's not nice. <laughs> what, what's the best thing that you found in the backyard so far? Um, well, probably like the trinket, because, like the um, bracelet thing because I wondered if it was something very valuable and I was like, oh, this will at least make like a degrade news.com article if it's Love that. worth over 50 grand. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're taking everything to Antiques Roadshow. Come on, please be this. This is an old gumboot. It's worth nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually um, asked this question on Instagram. What have you found in your house from a previous owner? Um, Kiara has texted in and she said, no, she hasn't. I'm talking about like I'm on radio. She hasn't texted in. <laughs> Send an Instagram message. <laughs> Damn, I don't know what I'm talking about. It says, not a house but my first car, well, a bit like you, Simon, had a really long dreadlock stuffed between the seat. That's so oh. grim. That's, That's so that grim. filthy. That feels like it must be planted. Like who's cutting off their dreadlocks? Do you think the stuff in your backyard has been planted? Like do you think this is a big joke that the previous owner's like, ah, oh, this will be funny? I hope not because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bad joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the person's not a very good joker. Again, another reason I might not want to be friends with them. Uh, we've got Tori on the line. Now, Tori, your brother's stepdad is a bit of a loose unit and buried something unexpected in the backyard. What was it? Yeah, my brother's friend's stepdad, He, when his white goods used to be ready to throw out, he just used to dig a hole and bury them. So he's got washing machines, fridges, just a graveyard of white goods. <laughs> I feel like that's more work than just putting it on Gumtree. Like, because you, I oh, know, having any white goods, how deep are the holes to put like a washing machine in there? Oh, six foot at least. <laughs> that's so, you ever dug a hole? It's so hard. I know. Very strange man. <laughs> Bit of a loose unit. What other strange stuff did he, does he do that you found out about? I'm not sure. I've never met him before, but I think that has to be the strangest thing I've ever heard anyone do. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good, like, as an older man, though, to just have young people telling tales about you? (laughs) You kind of aspire to that, don't you? Like, just a reason to be recognised. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, we're talking about him, so that's a a good result for him. He's done it. He's getting no publicity. He's bad publicity. And this bloke, he's doing all right. (laughs) That's it. Well, I guess the only other option for me that I was vaguely thinking about was um, just continuing the tradition, you know, when the red bin is full, dump the rubbish in our own private landfill, you know? Then if I realise the, <laughs> oh, the keys... Yeah. <laughs> if I realise the keys are in the rubbish, then I just have to go as far as the backyard to scoop them out, you know? It's easy. You don't have to go anywhere to find them. Well, I mean, the question is, does this then become your business? Like, can you then just create a landfill in your backyard and start charging neighbours for putting their junk in your backyard too? I'm interested in any new way to make money. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, thank you so much, Tori, for joining us. No worries. Thanks, Farika. 
Matt and Alex think they're irreplaceable. We think it's pretty easy. Bring in someone new. Who are you guys? Veronica and friends. All day breakfast. Well, that's about it for the podcast today. I've been loving having you on, Adam and Simon. I listen to the Adam and Simon show on the listener app, um, particularly the Tokyo Hangover 10-part special. I think the only thing that we didn't get around to discussing was an exciting new conspiracy theory that Adam's been cooking up. <laughs> I mean, it's not a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy bean. Oh. Please indulge yeah. us. Go for it. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, because, I mean, everyone's preparing for the inevitable Armageddon, aren't they? So Absolutely. I've been buying a lot of five-bean and four-bean mix, but I've noticed something very interesting about the four-bean and five-bean mixes. Something is afoot, but we're going to explore that more on uh, the Adam and Simon show. So if people want to hear about a conspiracy bean, they better head and listen to us there. Oh, this is news to Simon. He didn't know that you were going to be discussing it, and he looks disgusted, actually. <laughs> I am just... I, I don't know if I wanted to sully the Adam and Simon show. I was happy to do it here, but on our show, I wasn't so sure. No, I want to hear it now. That's all. You know, you teased it really well. All right. Okay. Well, no, fun, no, no, no. You, no, I'll give you a fun fact about the four-bean and five-bean mix. Funnily enough, the four-bean mix has 60% beans, but the five-bean mix has a minimum of 50% beans. So, I mean, that's just a little teaser. Uh, this is very unique fact-finding, as in I don't think anyone else is doing this. <laughs> exactly. There's no probably one a reason, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Not brave enough. They're cowards. 60 <laughs> minutes, so we're coming for you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, guys. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.